Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. My name is Crystal Stotzenberger, um, and you know we've currently been in a message series here called FOMO. Um, many of you likely already know what that is uh, now that we're in week four, but if you do not, let me read the definition. This is from the uh, very holy book, the Urban Dictionary. So FOMO is defined as a state of mental or emotional strain caused by the fear of missing out. It is described as an omnipresent anxiety brought on by our cognitive ability to recognize potential opportunities. I was joking at a a recent connect group that I felt like I don't really have a fear of missing out. I have a fear of going out, so faux go, like I'd rather stay inside. But in week two, Dom talked about a fear of missing out on opportunities. And that is something that I absolutely can resonate with, right? I always want to try to do all the things and and have all of the opportunities. And then last week, he talked about comparison and how that can come, uh, come on us whenever we're in this state of always feeling like we're missing out. So today, I want to look at something because the underlying fear of this entire series is underlying topic of this entire series is fear and how that can drive our decisions um, and dictate kind of the pace at which we're making decisions. So today, I wanna explore the fear of meeting opposition and what that can look like in our lives. So you're familiar with opposition and what that is. It's just the, the opposite of a way that we're trying to go, right? So in a war, the other side, they are the opposition. If you're in a debate, the other speaker is in opposition. If you're a female and you wear Spanx, your body is in opposition. That's for the girls. Guys, it's a, it's a hunting garment that we put on. Don't worry about it. You don't need to know. So that's what opposition is. And so today what I want to do within our message is I want to pay attention to the things in our life that maybe we are rushing or running away from. I want to look at how that can show up in hasty decisions that we're making. And here is something that I'm learning, and I put it on the screen for you too. We cannot overcome opposition if we are unwilling to show up to the fight. In the Christian journey, oftentimes I think we can step into it and have this idea that things are going to just get magically better when we meet Jesus. When I was really little, about six or seven years old, I had a good friend, and they went to church every Sunday. She had a mom and a dad. And so I was like, yeah, I want to know more about this Jesus thing you're talking about. So I would go to church with her on Sundays, and I thought that once I met Jesus, life was just going to get better. There was going to be nothing wrong. But throughout this book, what we find out is opposition is everywhere. It's not that God saves us from opposition, but that he's with us in it. If you look at the stories in here, in 1 Samuel, maybe you've heard of this, David and Goliath. God didn't save him from having to go to battle with a giant. He was with him in presence and strength in that battle. In the lion's den, he didn't save the people that, Daniel, that was in the lion's den. He was there with him. There's three men, there's a story of these three men that were in a, fur, a furnace, um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, 
this also has nothing to do with the message, but I saw this video of a lady, and she was saying she always thought that was Shadrach, Meshach, and a billy goat, and I have never, ever heard of another, like, mis mistaken concept than just that. I, I resonated with it so much. But what we find is we are not being saved from the fight, but he will be with us in the fight. And we're going to look at a story in the book of Samuel where we will see that with a king named Saul. So when I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about this series, and I was thinking about how personally I do have the fear of missing opportunities, what I thought about was if I am not willing to step into opposition, that is holding me back from being prepared for the opportunities that are coming, right? If we're not willing to step into the battles, the fights of wherever we're at in our life, how are we ever going to be prepared when opportunities come? And that's what we'll see in this story of Saul. So how about we take a moment, let's just pray over this message. God, I thank you for this moment. I thank you for each and every person in this room and those who are not with us. God, I pray just for the next 20, 25 minutes that we could be still, we could hear what you have for us that we would be allowing ourselves to know that there are battles coming, there are battles we have won, but you're in the midst of all of it. We love you, it's in your name we pray, amen. So I wanna share a story with you guys. Um, I shared with some of my girlfriends this week and then I started to think about how applicable it was to this actual message. When I was 12 years old, I had the biggest crush on someone. Um, and if you know this person, it means you're old like me. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Anybody? He's on the screen. Heartthrob. He played on Tool Time, or Home Improvement was the, the one. Um, so I had the biggest crush on this guy. And one of my best friends, Whitney, for her 13th birthday, she told all of us he was going to be at the party. So I, like, begged my mom for a new dress because I knew I was leaving that party as Mrs. Crystal Taylor Thomas. Had full confidence, right? So, spoiler alert, he didn't come to the party. I was so mad. I did not talk to my best friend literally for, like, two weeks. Didn't want to tell her I was mad at her. I, I didn't want anything to I was ready to throw that friendship away and move to a different country, to be honest with you. So the thought of going to have a conversation with her just wasn't on the table for me because I knew she was going to tell me she didn't know he was coming. And guess what? I did end up having that conversation. And she did tell me that her brother's friend said it was his cousin and they were going to come. And I did not believe her one bit. And we still fight about it. I'm still salty about it to this day. But I was thinking about how, obviously, that's a silly story, but... I was thinking about how we can get to these points where we're fearing opposition. It'll either make us run away or rush into a decision. Maybe you can't resonate with your childhood heartthrob crush like me, but I'm sure there's something in your life, a social circle, a professional circle, your personal life that you have not stepped into, you have not confronted, you're not willing to go to fight in because you are fearful of opposition. Maybe some of the examples, like if we're thinking about it here, maybe some examples that we could look at is you're a first-time home buyer, right? And 
your family is telling you, all right, it's time to go buy a home. And so now you've, you're rushing and you get into the situation where maybe that home's not in your budget and you become house poor. Um, I know that's something like those words I have heard all of my life. So I want to uh, share this with you. I wrote it down. You can also take a picture there on the screen. FOMO can cause us to focus on possible future events leading to decisions that aren't grounded in our current reality. So maybe, uh, you know, home buyer isn't your thing, but I know there's been health decisions in my life where I go to a medical professional and maybe I felt rushed into a procedure and didn't ask for a second opinion because I was too afraid to speak up and have a voice in that moment to this person of power and authority. Uh, maybe you are kind of on the other side, like me, where you are just ready to run. You're just ready to run away from it, right? Some of you are getting ready to go to your family's house for Thanksgiving, and maybe you're wanting to run instead. Go, have the conversation, sit down, or don't. It's okay. But what are those things that we are wanting to run from? And many of us will never overcome opposition, because we're unwilling to step in because we don't feel like we can face it. And so this is what ends up happening. The fear of meeting opposition will lead us to trying to make a way instead of letting God be the way. So in this story that we're getting ready to hear, we're going to see just that. And what we're also going to see at the end of the story is that God has given us the ability to face each and everything when we step into this journey of faith with him. Everything that you need to be in the midst of the battle, he's designed in you. And he's working through you to be able to sustain in that battle. Does it mean that the outcome is always favorable? No. And I really, truly don't think, at least in my personal experience, that the outcome is even what he's trying to do. It's the transformation in us that's being fostered when we do step into opposition that matters. Because that's where growth comes from. That's where transformation comes from in our life. So let's look in the book of Samuel. This story is the story of uh, Saul. So Saul was the first king of Israel. And Saul was going to battle with the Philistines. Philistines were this large army. Uh, they were known as giants. So think like Jason Momoa and just thousands of them. Big old guys, right? So Saul is getting ready to go on this battle. And what happens is he is told to wait seven days, and a prophet was going to, to make a burnt offering or a sacrifice. So in context, historically, when you're going into battle, you would have this burnt offering from a priest done, and that would mean that God was with you. So what happens while they're waiting for these seven days is the men on Saul, in Saul's army, they start to get anxious. They start to get scared. So they're running and they're hiding. So let me read this scripture to you. And this, uh, this fan's really doing something, but I'll find it. Don't worry. Maybe. Somebody want to tell a joke? <laughs> All right, here we go. Okay, so this is what it says. He waited seven days, the time set by Samuel, but Samuel did not come to Gilgal. 
And Saul's men began to scatter. So he said, bring me the burnt offering and the fellowship offerings. And Saul offered up the burnt offering. Just as he finished making the offering, guess who arrived? Samuel. Samuel arrived and Saul went out to greet him. What have you done? asked Samuel. Saul replied, when I saw that the men were scattering and that you did not come at the set time and that the Philistines were assembling at Michmash, I thought now the Philistines will come down against me at Gilgal and I have not sought the Lord's favor. So I felt compelled to offer the burnt offering. Saul had this fear and it was heightened because other people around him were afraid of the opposition. Now I don't know about you, but for me, sometimes maybe I do have a fear of opposition and maybe I'm trying to work through that. Maybe I'm placing myself in an atmosphere or an environment or a circle where other people around me are exacerbating that opposition. And so now I'm making choices not based off of what I will or will not do or can or cannot do, but I'm basing choices because I see that everyone else around me is fearful. Y'all don't do that, right? Just me? So let's keep going. You have done a foolish thing, Samuel said. You have not kept the command the Lord your God gave you. If you had, he would have established your kingdom over Israel for all time. But now your kingdom will not endure. The Lord has sought out a man after his own heart and appointed him ruler for his people because you have not kept the Lord's command. I don't think it is irrational what Saul made a choice to do. But what happened was it drove him into a rushed decision, and he did not get the opportunity to see what God could do in the moments that he was asked to wait for. There have been so many times like that for me in my life where I've decided I'm going to carve my own path. I don't have time to wait for this, right? Like, you're not answering my text. I got to go. So I carve my own path, and I think back on what have I possibly missed out on? What presence of the Lord could I have possibly felt if I had just waited and held on a little bit longer? Now, the really cool thing about God is these moments, these fumbles that we make doesn't leave or forsake us. Saul actually ended up ruling over Israel for two more decades. He made a lot more fumbles. And there was someone that had to come behind him and step into and do the things that he couldn't do, and that was King David. Maybe you've heard of him. He is David and Goliath, the one I talked about a little earlier. He defeated the Philistine, the giant. Here's what I take from that. If we are unable, unwilling to step into opposition, who's gonna have to face that fear behind us? I have a 12-year-old daughter and I mess up all the time as a mom, like constantly. I do some things, okay? I make a mean oatmeal in the morning. But I, after studying, and I've, uh, I actually cheating, I heard a message very similar to this four years ago. And in that moment, it really made me think, if I do not step into this fight, and if I do not look at myself and try to overcome the opposition in my life, what is she going to have to come behind me and do? 
there are multiple things that I still very much so battle with. And it's, it's not funny. I asked her if I could share this, but the other, the other night we were laying in bed, and my daughter, I think maybe I have shared this with you guys, but she's not a very talkative kid. Like, if you see her in the hallway and you're like, hey, Kai, she's probably not going to stop you and ask you how your week was. If you get a high, that means she really likes you. So she doesn't really talk throughout the day, but come about 9 o'clock, right when I am completely almost dozed off, that's where she wants to talk. And she wants to talk about everything, the, the Mayans, the pyramids, whatever. It's like the most in-depth thing that you could ever think of, bless you. So that's when she always wants to talk. And those are always the moments that she will start to step into a little vulnerability with me. That is something for me that has been in opposition my whole life. Vulnerability, asking for help, telling you I'm sick. I'm like, yeah, running away from that. You'll never know. And the other night, I saw it in her. I saw her telling me things that broke my heart, wrecked me. And I'm not blaming myself. This isn't a pity party. I don't think that I've cursed her in any way. But I do now ask myself more than ever, where am I running from opposition in my life? Is that still an area? I don't think that this is something we've got to leave today and you're just going to run out, you know, in the world busting heads or telling your boss off or maybe, maybe stepping into counseling. Maybe that is. But I just want you to take time to really think about where in your life do you feel like there's some space, there's some margin for you to step into the things that you've been avoiding. I wrote this down for you on my other 19th page. The experiences and challenges God leads you through are designed not solely for the outcomes they produce, but for the growth and transformation they foster within you. Here's the good news. You cannot outrun God. You cannot outrun his love. You cannot outrun his strength or his hope or his mercy. That will be with you at all times. Doesn't mean we'll always fill it, but it's there because it's a promise that he makes in this book. He says that he will never leave us or forsake us. That's in the highs and the lows. That is something that can be very difficult to remember when you are facing opposition that he is still there and that he is still present. One thing, and I talk about this quite often, but one thing that I treasure so much about this community is if you, if you step into the community, we talk about doing life together and even if it's messy, that is not a cliche coming from a church. That is true. There are people in this community that will find you they want to be right beside you in the opposition, in the mess, to remind you of who you are, who God says you are, what you're capable of, what you're designed to do. I encourage you guys, man, lean into this community. God is present even when it's messy here. These scriptures won't be on the screen, but I want to share them with you. And there's a, a song that kind of prompted this thought for me. Um, it's called Surrounded, and it, it talks about how 
God prepares a table for us in, in the midst of our enemies. And so I started to look in the Bible, and I just wanted to, I wanted to feel that more. I wanted to read more of that. So here's how I know that he's with us in the fight. Second Chronicles, you will not have to fight this battle. Take up your position, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you. Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged. Go out and face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. Second Kings 6, and when the servant of the man God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? So he answered, Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. I don't know where you are in your life right now, but what I want to pray for you and for me is that our eyes would be open to the army of God that surrounds us, to the presence of God that surrounds us. And if you feel like you are walking through a fire, keep going. And if you have been running from something that you know you need to face, there's already victory in that. It's all in here. Even if it feels like it's not. In the Bible, it says that he has already overcome and that we can walk in that promise. So I'm going to take a moment, and I just want to pray a long prayer. Don't fall asleep on me. I want to pray a long prayer over us as we walk into this week. Will you join me? Father, I pray that you would search our hearts in this moment. I pray that you would bring to the surface the things that we've been avoiding out of fear, out of frustration. God, I pray that you would open our eyes to the army that we're already surrounded with, to the strength that you've given us, to the people that you have prepared to circle us in these moments, the messy ones when we feel weak. God, I pray that moments of opposition would not rush us into hasty decisions or that our faith would become hasty. I, I pray that it would be as powerful as ever and that we would learn to do it afraid. I pray for courage and bravery for each and every person in this room. I pray for that for the people in their lives as well. I pray that we would not see ourselves alone or lonely, but that we would see ourselves loved, protected, healed through you. I pray all these things in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At the heart, we like to say, you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at www.theheart.church forward slash next to see what your next step may be. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. 
It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows.